Welcome to another episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the one and only show where you can get the fair and honest takes in the world of sports. This is your boy John Flynn here uh, on on the podcast as always, and thank you so very much for uh, coming in and listening in and uh, tuning into this podcast and we have another slate of 16 games on tap for this weekend of the National Football League. Uh, we have some big matchups within the division. We got to, uh, the Thursday night game tonight between the LA Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. We have uh, we have the Bills and the Chiefs. We have the Cowboys taking on the Giants in a divisional bout. We have Baltimore taking on Indianapolis on Monday night. So, without any further ado, I want to warm things up a little bit with three topics in in terms of news and information going around the National Football League. Well, I want to get into the the the, uh, the Jalen Smith news that he signed with the Packers. I want to get into said so the the improvements from the New York Football Giants, but I want to begin with some significant news with a significant trade that went down between the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers involving a star defensive player. So without any further ado, let's start warming up, guys. It is no secret that the ravages of Hurricane Ida have impacted so many people across the eastern United States, and people along the Gulf Coast and the Mid-Atlantic suffered the worst of this deadly storm. But now is your chance to help with the Red Cross. You can donate for hurricane victims by donating by mail to American Red Cross P.O. Box 37839 in Boone, Iowa, 50037-0839, by phone at 1-800-HELP-NOW, that is 1-800-435-7669, or online at redcross.org slash donate and have your credit or debit card information ready to process the donation. All donations are not are tax deductible. The American Red Cross is registered as a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Contributions to the American National Red Cross are tax deductible to the extent permitted by law. The Red Cross's tax identification number is 53-0196605. Now is your chance to help someone feel the comforts of charity now. How about this significant trade that went down in the National Football League on Sunday? Stefan Gilmore, the 2019 NFL Defensive Player of the Year, was traded from the New England Patriots to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a 2023 sixth round selection. And I can't get enough of this if you are the Carolina Panthers. What a sensational job Scott Fitter, the general manager, has done over these last two weeks uh, patching together the cornerback situation after J.C. Horn uh, broke his foot a couple of weeks ago. In, in a Thursday night game. And and, and let, let, let's be noted here. Stefan Gilmore is not at the level he was in 2019. In 2019, he had an all-time great season. Shutting down wide receivers left and right. 
but by but this is a significant uh, development here for the Carolina Panthers for a couple of reasons. Number one, obviously they replaced J.C. Horn, and uh, who uh, who I thought is is an excellent uh, corner. I I could have argued the Panthers could have gone for Patrick Sertan in the draft, but J.C. Horn is playing was playing pretty well for so for for what it's worth. So, but, but everything in Carolina is coming up roses here when it comes to the general manager, when it comes to the owner, when it comes to the head coach. The Carolina Panthers are going to have a sensational defense uh, very, very, very soon. And this all, this all stems back to the plan that the Panthers had going into the 2020 draft and drafting seven defensive players with their seven uh dra with their seven draft picks and and of course they they, they didn't stop there that that they drafted what what looks to be a star corner with their first round pick this year and then they trade for AJ Boyer they trade for last year's first round pick CJ Henderson they and now they trade for Stefan Gilmore and when you factor in those guys, and then then you, then you have Dante Jackson, that that is as deep and as good a Carolina corner uh, a a cornerback unit as there is in the National Football League. Now we, we do want to see some more the, some more continued uh, continued success from the from the defensive line, and I think it's it's coming up roses for Phil Snow. But let, let's let, let's remind people that that the Carolina Panthers had a tremendous tremendous focus and anticipation and, and planning that has gone into this, and that's why that they are they are a relevant team in the NFC, and why they got off to a three and zero start. They got they got rattled last week against the potent Dallas Cowboys offense. But let's make no mistake here: the Carolina Panthers are absolutely. A team to watch not not only for this year but but I think in the years ahead as as their defense get gets better and stronger you know I said uh, on hooked on sports about a year and a half ago what when, when the Panthers took this approach that th 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 this team reminds me of where the Seattle Seahawks were 10 years ago that they bring in Pete Carroll to be the head coach they bring in uh, the they they bring in a general manager. They focus on defense. They get studs on defense, and 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 the, and the result was one of the best defenses in the National Football League. And, and of course, for, for the Seattle sake, that was the Legion of Boom defense. So that that won them a Super Bowl and got them to another. But but also, how about for the Patriots' perspective? And Stephon Gilmore was clearly not happy with the Patriots. He Say he wanted wanted out, and and because of that, that the Patriots wanted to get some leverage for force to Stephon Gilmore. They they didn't want to uh, let let him go for free, and and they were able to to get something out of nothing here. So I give credit to Bill Belichick for for pulling the trade off, and I give a lot of credit to the Carolina Panthers. They're gonna be. A fun team to watch, especially on defense, as time rolls along. So I can't wait to see what the Carolina Panthers are able to do with their young, young, stingy defense for what time is worth. All right, so I want to get into 
Another thing that happened is that the Green Bay Packers signed former Dallas Cowboys linebacker Jalen Smith to, after he got released from the Dallas Cowboys. And I think this is a significant addition for the Green Bay Packers because Joe Barry runs the 3-4 defense with, with Green Bay. And in order for the Packers to have, a, uh, have, have success on defense, you need to be able to have a couple, uh, a couple of star linebackers. Now, we we, we do need to, do need to see if Zadarius Smith is going to be playing anytime soon, and and do, doesn't look pretty from from that from that neighborhood. So, but that does leave a hole for uh, uh, that opposing defenses um, to exploit, and the Packers' defense has been not bad, but not great. But but if the Packers want to follow up on their plan to 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 get Aaron Rodgers to another Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, that this was this was one of the types of moves that they needed to make to put themselves in the conversation. And Jalen Smith, he was a tackles machine with the Dallas Cowboys, and and he's one of those one one of those guys that I think that you can trust in a in a big situation. Now his play has fallen off. Uh, in the last couple of years, but so but but this was a needed change of scenery f for him because uh, because he he wanted to get paid and and he wasn't going to uh, wasn't going to be satisfied with any result that came out of uh, Jerry and Stephen Jones in that regard. So I I think the Packers got a significant upgrade at the linebacker position. So 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 now you you can go, you can go go out there and and and, sh and show them why why Jalen Smith is, is worth every penny that that they signed him to. I I think this is going to be um it's, uh, it's going to be a, a nice addition, but I even even with Jalen Smith in Green Bay, I still think they are uh, are are in a tier under the Rams and the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and even the Dallas Cowboys in that regard in in the NFC along with Arizona. So I I want the Packers uh would the, the last two weeks probably without David Bakhtiari at left tackle. The Packers are on the road in Cincinnati this week taking on Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and then then they have a game with with Justin Fields and the Bears next week. So. I, I think this is going to uh, is uh, going to be a, t a tough stretch. Two games on the road, so I want the Packers to uh, to show me something, particularly on defense and what Jalen Smith can do when when it, when it comes to improving the defense. So I I like the Jalen Smith move. I th I would have argued they should have been uh, calling the Patriots about the availability of Stephon Gilmore. And uh, and and I want I want the Packers to uh, w w win some ball games for Aaron Rodgers because let's face it everything is gonna be gonna be blown up after the twenty twenty one season it, it is crystal clear that Aaron Rodgers is going to be uh, the ex quarterback of the Green Bay Packers as early as next year so uh, so I I think when when you when you have strong linebackers and you're able to run the three four defense I think that's going to uh, you need players like Jalen Smith to to make tackles and that that's what is something that 
uh, that other teams have been have been trying to do, but they, they need to emphasize the linebacker position. And this was part of the uh, part of why I I want linebackers to go in the uh, to go early because they they are the defensive leader leaders of the team most often they some they they are the signal callers and, and I expect the Packers defense to improve to a level that that they can be uh, they they can be a team that can compete with the Rams and the Bucks come January and and one final th- one final topic to warm you up before we we get into the pick segment here. How about Daniel Jones? How about the New York Football Giants and the way they were able to come back uh, down uh, down 11 in the fourth quarter against Sean Payton's New Orleans Saints? Now, you, you, you could look at the Saints and, and say, why the hell did they kick a 58-yard field goal? Or why the hell did they play conservatively in, in the second half? But, but that, that, that's, that's a story that we, we, can, we can dive into. But 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 Daniel Jones uh, just won the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. The first time he's won that since uh, his uh, his first start back in 2019 when he came back down 18 against the Tampa Buccaneers. So if if the Giants want uh, want any success, if they want to be any anywhere near where they they thought they would be with uh, with an with improved offense. You, you, that you you need to see uh, you need to see Daniel Jones continue to to step up and Saquon Barkley I thought he had a really really good game on Sunday we need to, uh, the Giants need to see more of that and how about Andrew Thomas Andrew Thomas has been the has been the subject of hyperbole and media criticism and fan criticism Andrew Thomas played a re- uh, played a really really good game on Sunday that he hasn't allowed any sacks he he's done a done a terrific job covering Daniel, uh, protecting Daniel Jones and and that that's allowing some of the some uh some of the open lanes for Saquon Barkley to to develop here and what I also think is more more impressive for the Giants is I didn't think they had a chance to win the game against the Saints because of the injuries of reliable targets of Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. He, he was able to u- to utilize Kadarius Toney, who, who, by the way, who was excellent as well. Ke- Kenny Galladay came up big in big situations, particularly that 3rd-and-5 play in overtime where where he, he made a 23-yard reception to set up the, the winning touchdown run by Saquon Barkley in overtime. And I, and I like... Uh, a, a, a lot of what happened with the Giants coming off the heels uh, of that terrible performance in Week Three against the Atlanta Falcons. So, I I think that they're they're gonna go into Dallas right this weekend. They're they're taking on Dak Prescott and the heavily favored Cowboys. The Cowboys are I I believe are favored by a touchdown in this game is somewhere along those lines. I, I and I think it's going to be a close game. I'll give you the winners later on, but some, uh, some, but the, the but Daniel Jones is absolutely headed in the right direction. In, in, and 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 we can mock Jason Garrett all we want as well, but let's let's give him some credit as well. He he played he called a really good game for the for the Giants on on Sunday. And if if you want any any sort sort of optimism for the Giants, you got it. Against against the Saints, I don't think this is a playoff team by any stretch of the imagination. I just think they are that they're, they're multiple tiers below 
that uh, b below the aforementioned Dallas, LA, Tampa conversation here, but so, but that that that's a sign of hope. And I and I said from the beginning that Daniel Jones is capable of being a franchise quarterback, and and when he continue when he plays at a high level that he has played throughout the course of the season, I think. I I think you need to uh, respect uh, and appreciate uh, uh, what having a, what a franchise quarterback is capable of doing. And by the way, Daniel Jones is seventh in the National Football League in in passing yards with eleven hundred and thirty-two. He's he's thrown for an average of two hundred and eighty yards per game. And yes, a lot of that has to do with the so with with the game on Sunday going into overtime and him completing those passes to Saquon and and Galladay. So, but it's a, it was such an important win in my mind for the New York Football Giants. It is no secret that we are all over the last eighteen months of the COVID nineteen pandemic, but with the highly contagious Delta variant circulating around the country. We need our folks vaccinated more than ever, so we can go back to fully enjoying the freedoms and fun that we're used to. For more information and to find where the vaccines are being administered, please go to vaccines.gov online to find a location near you. Alrighty then, it is now time to make our picks and predictions against the spread. It is week five. In the National Football League, and I thought week one was bad in terms of the picks. Week four was actually as bad. I was four and twelve against the spread in week four. There were a lot of uh, a lot of games to that that could have gone other either way, and I went the other way in a lot of them. I was four and twelve against the spread. 26 37 and 1 overall picking the winners here in terms of picking the winners and losers straight up i was 8 and 8 with it and now with a 35 and 29 overall record th uh, through uh, th uh, through 4 weeks we have another 16 games to pick and let's start with the you know, with tonight's game on on the NFL network and fox we got the LA Rams traveling to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and I don't want to pick against Sean McVay and the Rams coming off uh, coming off a blowout loss to a division rival. And I I think the Rams are are capable of w winning this game. I expect them to win the game. I expect Matthew Stafford to rebound after a bad performance on Sunday, and I expect the defense to, to play better, and I expect the coaching to be better. Now, Seattle uh, is is in in the in the same level, but they're two and two, and this is a game Seattle needs to win if they want to if they want to view themselves as a serious contender in in the in the NFC. And I think the Rams have uh, have the advantage everywhere. And yes, the the Seahawks do have the major home field advantage with the with the fans, but I think the McVay offense is going to show up and ball out here. I'll take the Rams. They'll win twenty seven to twenty three. So I'll pick the Rams to win and the Rams to cover. 
And the NFL is back in London after a, after a a temporary pause last year. The Atlanta Falcons will take on the New York Jets at the uh, in in the London game, and the, the this is the type of game that I I think uh, could go either way. This is this to me was uh, one of the toughest games of the week for me to pick and. I'm going to pick the Atlanta Falcons because I think they have the the big um, the uh, the major quarterback advantage, and I and and right now the coaching advantage. I I wouldn't bat an eye if if this game comes down to the last few minutes, so, and and we saw what the Jets could do, uh, winning their first game. But let's mind let, let's uh, let's keep it simple here. The the Jets were uh, the Titans were without Julio Jones and. And AJ Brown in in last in last week's game, so that was a disadvantage for them. But I'll, I'll take the Falcons with Calvin Midley and Kyle Pitts. Uh, I I think each of them will score a touchdown, and I'll take the Falcons to win 31-24 over the Carolina uh, over the New York Jets. Speaking of Carolina, the Carolina Panthers, who who I discussed earlier, they are at home. They're favored by three, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm going to I'm going to take the Panthers to win this game because because I, I think they have the coaching advantage. I think that they have the defense advantage. I think they have the offensive line advantage. And Philadelphia has just been decimated with injuries, both on the offensive line and and on the defense. I think I think the Eagles did a really bad job overlooking the linebacker position the last couple of years. I think the Panthers with McCaffrey, I think they're going to carve up that Philadelphia defense, giving the Panthers to win 30-20 to 20 over the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I, so I, I'm, going to, I'm going to go on to the next game now. The Green Bay Packers, they're on the road in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. This was a game that I had, that I briefly mentioned in the first part of the podcast here, I'm going to take the Packers to win. I don't feel great about it, uh, but I'm going to take the Packers to win and cover here. I I think Cincinnati has something going on with with Joe Burrow being who's a be, uh, being a franchise quarterback and and someone the Bengals uh, can rally around. I I thought I think Cincinnati did a really good job overcoming a fourteen nothing deficit at halftime and. And finding a way to win that game against the beleaguered Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I I just think the Packers with Aaron Rodgers are a completely different animal. We can see we've already seen what Aaron Rodgers can exclusively do in in, in a football game you know, with that wild comeback against San Francisco on Sunday Night Football in Week Three. But I I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'll take the Packers to win thirty five to thirty over the Cincinnati Bengals. So that that that's a game I'm not as confident about. One thing I am confident about is that the New England Patriots are on the road taking on the Houston Texans, and I, I I'm going to take the Patriots to win the game. And the Texans are are the worst team in football. They they just got slaughtered. By the Buffalo Bills, and it wasn't even a match to begin with. I thought uh, the Texans would, would be able to put some points on the board against the Bills, 
but you know, it's a, but the Texans are the, the are the worst team of the National Football League. Don't don't let the one in, don't let the uh, the one and all start fool you. The the pay the, the the Patriots defense and 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 Bill Belichick they'll absolutely carve up and and, and stop the Texans offense in all areas. I'll, I'll I'm comfortable laying the points. I'll take the Patriots to win seventeen to three over the Houston Texans. Now the the, the next game is. To me, this game it was the toughest game of the week for me to pick. The Tennessee Titans, they are on the road in Jacksonville, taking on the artists formerly known as the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think, uh, and remember, the Titans are not a great team without their... Um, w- without their wide, re- without their star wide receivers, and AJ Brown look is back in practice, and and Julio Jones, uh, in, in my mind, he is someone to to look at as well. But w- I I think the um um the the Titans will be able to f- find a way to win the game with Derrick Henry uh, and and Ryan Tannehill and 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 that back. So I'll I'll take the um t- Titans to win the game through 34 to 29. One note I forgot to put on the Falcons is that Calvin Ridley won't be able to play neither will Russell Gage. I still think the Falcons will be able to win that game, but um, it's going back to this game. I'll take the Titans 34 to 29 over the Jaguars, and and the Titans really have some big time issues with their defense. Which, to me, if you listen to my NFL predictions earlier in the season, it's not surprising whatsoever. The Minnesota Vikings, they're at home. They're favored by nine and a half, taking on the Detroit Lions, and I, I'm comfortable picking the Lions with the points here. Nine and a half is a lot of points uh, for for the Vikings, and the Vikings have just been way too inconsistent in, uh, in, in my mind. That I said that they, they are one of those middle of the pack teams, and so, some sometimes they'll show up and sometimes they'll not. And and give the Browns defense a lot of credit that they 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 have the they have the best roster in the NFL one through fifty three. But I think that the but I think the Lions uh, in the division game they can uh, they can keep the game close and they can make make the game somewhat competitive with with Dan Campbell and Jerry Goff and company. I, I'm I'm gonna take the Vikings to win 23-20 and I'll and I'll take the points here with the Detroit Lions. The Pittsburgh Steelers are home taking on the Denver Broncos and to me this game is a pick 'em. And it's going to be really interesting to see if Teddy Bridgewater can come out of the concussion protocol and and, and if Drew Locke can be able to uh, to come in here. I don't feel great about this because of Drew Locke, but I don't feel as good about the Pittsburgh Steelers either. I'm going to take the Broncos to win the game on the road. I think the Broncos uh, have the better defense and... And and I think with with their defense, they'll they'll be able to do a lot of different things stopping the Steelers. And look, look, the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is broken. The offensive line is atrocious. Ben Roethlisberger can't throw down the field. I think those things are significant problems when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love the Broncos. They'll win this game 24-20 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The next game 
is a gym there is the gym there's Tony Romo and Tracy Wolfson special on the NFL on CBS. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers they're at home picked by ten against the Miami Dolphins and I I think this is going to be a classic um a a classic trap game for the Bucks because they're coming off the emotional win against the Patriots. But I do think the Dolphins will be able to keep it close. So I'm gonna take the points with the Dolphins. I think the Buck. I think the Bucks uh, will will drive down the field to win the game on a touchdown in the last couple of minutes. I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I don't. I, I'm not in favor of how the Dolphins played at all on Sunday against Carson Wentz and the Colts. But in related story, I'll take the Buccaneers to win 27 to 24 over the Miami Dolphins. The New Orleans Saints. They are on the road. They are favored by two. Taking on the Washington football team, and I, I, I like the Saints to win and cover here. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think um, it, we're gonna have a, a letdown like we had, like they had last week, where they blew an eleven-point lead to the Giants. I think Sean Payne is a tremendous coach, and the Saints have been way too inconsistent for, for my mind, and. And, and and some of the game planning in the second half was just horrendous in that game against the Giants. But but I think this is going to be a coach team. This is going to be a buttoned up team after what happened what what happened last week. I'll take the Saints to win twenty nine to twenty four over the football team. So those are all the one o'clock games. So now we go to the four o'clock games. The, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, they're at home. They're favored by five and a half, taking down the Chicago Bears. I'm going to take the points with the Bears here. I, I think we, we could see what Bill Lazor can do with Justin Fields. The, I did not think they, they would be able to win against the Lions on uh, on Sunday, but but they did. And Justin Fields is the type of quarterback that that a lot of people would want on their team. The Bears have been a have been a product of horrible design and horrible planning this entire time. They 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 had to trade up in order to get their franchise quarterback. Matt Nagy has no idea what the hell he's doing. So by default, he had to give the the play calling the duties to Bill Lazor. I'll take the Raiders to win twenty four to twenty two because I think they have the quarterback advantage. But I'll take the Chicago Bears with the points in in this football game. How how about this game? This this is going to be a terrific game. These are two teams that that, that that I had as playoff teams preseason, and pretty comfortably for that matter as well. The L.A. Chargers they're at home. They're favored by one and a half, taking on the Cleveland Browns at SoFi Stadium. Upset special. I think the Cleveland Browns and uh, yes, Bacon Mayfield has has a partially torn labor but I don't give a damn this this is what one of the two or three best defenses of the National Football League this roster one one to 53 is is so good at so many levels when you look at the running back the offensive line the defense the coaching I think that Brandon Staley has uh, has done a really nice job they, they did a great job against the Raiders on Monday night so but I I think uh, when you when you come to my, the senses with with the better better offensive line the better defense Kevin Stefanski of course the uh, the reigning NFL coach of the year I'll take the Browns to win this game 19 to 13 in the defensive chess match over Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers 
the 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 Arizona Cardinals. They're at home. They're favored by five and a half, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I'll take the Cardinals to win. The Niners with the points here. I I wonder uh, I wonder aloud about the 49ers quarterback situation uh, with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo here and. I don't think Kyle Shanahan has done a great job in any stretch of the imagination when it comes to handling the quarterback situation this year. So, but I I think the Cardinals this this is a, a, a trap game within the division. I don't think this is going to be a game that's going to be decided by more than six points. It's it's going to be a a, a slugfest that I think will go to the 49ers here. And Cliff Kingsbury's done a really nice job, and Kyle Murray's done a really really good job. He he's in the discussion for league MVP. At, and, and the Vegas odds have him as the front runner for league MVP. I'll take the Cardinals to win 20 to 17 over the San Francisco 49ers. The Dallas Cowboys, they are at home. They're favored by seven, taking on the New York Football Giants. And I don't think that, let, let's face it, Daniel Jones isn't a laughing stock anymore. Teams need to plan for Daniel Jones. And and I, I, that's why I'm going to grab. I'm comfortable grabbing the points here with the Giants here, and I think, and I think in a division game where, where all the uh, where the games are usually competitive between the two teams, I'm going to take the the, the I'm going to take the Cowboys to win the game because I think they have the advantage when it comes to the playmakers and Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper and. And is Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard and and Dak Prescott is a is a top ten quarterback in this league. I think it's going to be a slugfest. I'll take the Cowboys to win, thirty three to thirty over the New York Football Giants. Sunday night football on NBC. The Buffalo Bills will travel to Arrowhead to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. And look. I appreciate the Bills' dominance over the last four or three weeks of the season after uh, after taking their Week One loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers seriously. They shut they shut out the Dolphins. They shut out the Texans. But and this is where I regret uh, picking uh, uh, picking against Kansas City with the points last week because. I, I refuse to pick against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs on on a on a weekly basis. I, I just refuse to. So so in this game, Kansas City is getting three points. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win and cover. I I think I, I think the, the 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 Bills are certainly going to be motivated going into this game after losing on Championship Sunday and Josh Allen. This week talked about the importance of having home field advantage for the AFC Championship game and and, the, and what the Bills fans can do at, at, in a game in, in lovely Western New York. But I'm going to pick the Chiefs because I think Patrick Mahomes is the single best quarterback in the National Football League. It's I, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win 27-23 over the Buffalo Bills. And finally... The Monday Night Football game on ESPN. The Baltimore Ravens, they're at home. They're favored by seven, taking on the Indianapolis Colts. And primetime is where Lamar Jackson thrives. Primetime is where Lamar Jackson is at his best. And and, and Lamar Jackson uh, embraces 
ha- have the national spotlight on him. And I and and I think uh, going up against the Colts defense uh, that that is uh, that is compromised right now with injuries. I'm I like the Ravens to win and cover here. Seven is a lot, and I do like the Colts more than others. And, and by the way, that was a really a, a fantastic win for the Colts on uh, on Sunday in Miami. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, pick the Ravens to win this game. 35 to 26 over the Baltimore Ravens. And, and by the way, so th- that's going to do it for the N- NFL picks. Shout out to the Red Sox, to the Dodgers for proving me right the last couple of days. Chris Taylor had the fantastic walk-off home run. And only four other players have ever had walk-off home runs in, in, an, in a winner-take-all game. Joining Bill Mazeroski, um Chris Chambliss, Aaron Boone. Edwin Encarnacion, among others. And, and how about the Red Sox? They, they were tremendous. The core outmanaged the Yankees. So I'm going to give you uh, now my, my official picks for the division series in, in, in both leagues now that the matchups are set. Astros, White Sox, give me the White Sox in five. I think, the, I think between Boston and Tampa, give me Tampa in four. Dodgers Giants give me the Dodgers in five, and in the in the series between Milwaukee and Atlanta, I don't want people to pick Milwaukee in a sweep because I think Atlanta's pitching starting pitching has been really good down the stretch and they should shouldn't be overlooked by any stretch of the imagination. Give me the Brewers in five. This is going to be an epic epic postseason with, with, with basically anyone capable of winning the World Series. And, and I'll say that just because of um, just because of um, of the of the teams, but because of that anything can happen in October. So, so those are my official predictions for for that. So we'll be back on the we'll be back next week for Hooked on Sports. So until then, my name is John Flynn saying song, and I'll be back here on the podcast next week. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and and happy football watching.